Welcome, Impactful Parents. It's time for the Impactful Parenting Podcast, where I give you parenting tips and resources to make you a more impactful parent to your school-aged child. I am your host, Christina Campos. Parents of school-aged children turn their chaos into connection with their adolescent. I offer parent education videos every week, online courses, and coaching. And if that wasn't enough, I bring experts in on other fields onto the Impactful Parents stage to teach you even more. And today I have a special guest. Her name is Dr. Melanie McNally. Dr. McNally is an adolescent psychologist who helps Gen Zers identify their passion, create a roadmap to be successful, develop healthy mindsets, and overall feel excited and energized about their lives. Well, hundreds of teens who are distracted and confused or unsure of what they want in their life have benefited from her one-on-one coaching, and she has provided many parents with tools that they can use at home to assist their children reach their full potential. So I'm excited to have her on the show today to pick her brain about how we can help our Gen Zers be the best that they can be. So thank you for being here. Parents, we complain all the time about our teens being lazy and that we don't know how to get them motivated. How do we do that as parents? Do you have any tips for us? Yeah. So, you know, when we think of motivation, we want to break it down into three areas. We think of drive, we think of grit, and we think of goals. And so those are kind of the essential components of that make up motivation, And we have to figure out which area is the teen lacking in. So when we think of drive, that's like purpose, passion, curiosity. So are they lacking in that area? Is there, you know, are they just not passionate about something? Do they feel like a lack of purpose or there's not a lot of curiosity? Is it grit? So do they lack that ability to persevere or stick with something when it's really hard or boring? Or are they lacking in goals? So maybe they've got the passion, they have the grit to stick with it, but they don't have a roadmap to move them forward. So it's figuring out which area they're lacking in and then whether it's one or all three, but then honing in on those areas and and building them up or giving them the roadmap if it's goals, for example. Do you have any insight (laughs) on why is this happening to our teens right now? I feel like as parents, sometimes we just don't get it. We don't understand. We can't empathize because we just, this is a completely new generation with their whole new generation of problems. So do you have any insight of why this might be happening to our kids? Yeah. I mean, one is, you know, typical adolescent development, you know, part of brain development and part of adolescent development is to, you know, be more focused on social things. And so that, you know, they're, that's where their focus and their vision is, it's friendships. So that's one thing. And that can take away motivation in other areas, but also with this generation, a big, big component is screens. You know, I'm not anti-technology or anti-social media or anything like that. But we have, um, you know, made things very difficult for our teens by putting, you know, basically the the drug in their hand and then saying, what's wrong with you? Why are you addicted to this drug that we've been feeding you all these years? And so teens now, you know, they're getting all their dopamine from screens because every time they log on or look at social media or play a video game, 
they're getting so much sensory input that the real world can't compare. And so then other things in the real world look really boring or they're understimulating. And then it's really hard to get them motivated to do those other things because their brain wants that dopamine. It wants to focus in on the stuff that's really stimulating, which is happening on the screen. And that dopamine is so real. It's so real when it comes from screens. I mean, we had it somewhat when we were watching television as kids, but it's just so much amplified now. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's definitely a real problem. So just another reason to try to keep our kids away from screens as much as we can for as long as we can as parents. Now, my next question to you just goes back to the drive, the grit, the goals. How can us as parents, how do we help our kids identify which one of these that they're really lacking in? Yeah. So part of it is, um, you know, you as a parent, you know, your kid best. And so looking at their life and you kind of even doing your own assessment, you know, does my kid seem like they're curious or they're passionate about certain things? Is that an area that I need to build up? And and if you're not sure, asking a lot of open-ended questions about things that they're interested in, things that they're curious about. And so then that you're kind of seeing, um, you know, is this an area that's lacking? So you're kind of doing your own little internal self-assessment in each of those areas. Or if you see for grit, for example, if your teen tends to give up really quickly on things, or you notice that like once something gets hard, that's when my teen tends to kind of bow out, then you know that, okay, they're probably lacking in grit. And then same thing for goals. If you notice that they don't really have a clear plan or a vision or a roadmap to move forward, then that's an area that they might be lacking. So you can kind of do your own self-assessment, but then to get the teens to understand that about themselves, that's another story because you have to kind of find a way to make it part of the conversation where it's like non-judgmental, it's non-invasive, you know, where you're not being overly critical or harsh, but maybe helping them see like, gosh, it, it seems like, you know, you're spending a lot of time on screens lately and you're not interested in other things going on. Like, let's kind of build that. Let's find some things that you're curious about and let's just see where that leads you. And so reflecting back what you're noticing um, and then just asking a lot of open-ended questions to get them to build that, that insight and reflection. I want to dig a little bit more into that before we move on and that I am a big advocate of connection. I feel like it's the foundation of everything and it's the first thing that I work on with my parents when they come to me for help because typically that's when things start to fall apart is when we lose a connection with our kids. So do you have any practical advice on ways to engage our child when they're disconnected so that we can find that connection and actually, you know, help them then because they'll be more receptive to it. Yeah. You know, one of my first go-to um, answers to that, that I suggest to every parent I work with is if you, if you and your teen aren't really connecting or talking that much, start with a journal where you've got a journal where you write back and forth to each other, because it's a really safe place where your teen can start to talk to you without having to do anything face to face, which can be a little scarier and a little more vulnerable. So start with a journal where you write back and forth to each other every day. So your teen writes in it every other day, you're writing in it every other day, but you're writing back and forth about 
just, you know, and you can start off with really benign things like what's stressing you out or, you know, sharing about your day. And then if you stick with it, what I find is that parents end up getting more and more information from their teens this way. Because again, it's it's taking away that vulnerability, but then it's, you know, and it's giving your teen a chance to get to know you a little bit. Because if you're sharing, you know, I had a really crappy day and you're telling them what happened. Now they get to see another part of your life that they don't necessarily get a window into. I love this suggestion and I hadn't heard it before. And so, and that's something, let me tell you. So I'm so excited about this and to steal it from you because that what in a great way to do that. I'm always promoting to parents that in the beginning, when you're trying to make a connection with your team, not to talk at them because that's intimidating, getting talked at. Instead, you want to talk to your child. And usually that's done in a parallel manner where they're next to you in some sort of fashion, whether they're in a car, even behind you on a walk, things like that. But the journal basically does the same thing. You're being able to interact with your child in a way that is completely non-threatening and they're still in control exactly of what they say. And that control piece is just pivotal. I mean, just so important for kids that are emerging teenagers and trying to assert their independence. So I just awesome suggestion. I really love that piece of advice. Now, You used to provide therapy to teens, but I know now that you do coaching. So tell me, why did you transition? And can you explain the difference between the two, between therapy and coaching for our audience? Yes, absolutely. So yes, um, I'm a clinical psychologist. So I did therapy from, you know, specifically with adolescents since 2013. And then I, you know, I started to get kind of burnt out because therapy is really focused more on the dysfunctional side of things. It's about what's going wrong. Um, And there's a lot of space to like process feelings and thoughts in there. And that's wonderful. But that focus on a lot of the negative was, I started noticing it was really draining me personally, and it was affecting how I felt about work. So I transitioned over to coaching, which is much more future directed. It's much more goal directed and it's about building on strengths. So it's about more of the positive side of things and, you know, where are you now and let's build on that. And so I I made that switch over um, and it brought a whole level of, you know, motivation and energy and everything to my work and to me showing up every day. Um, So that helped me personally a lot. But then also with the kids and the teens that I'm coaching, it's phenomenal because we're not dwelling on like what went wrong. We're talking about like, okay, what steps do we need to make to move you forward? You know, what, what happens next? Okay. Yesterday didn't go great. That's okay. Like, how can we focus on moving forward? And then another aspect too, with therapy um, that really kind of, you know, would make it more challenging for me was the confidentiality piece that I couldn't share a lot of information with parents if teens didn't want me to. And that was really hard because teens obviously don't exist in a vacuum and change can't just happen with the teen. It also needs to happen with the parents. 
And if a teen didn't want me to share information, I couldn't. Whereas with coaching, part of, you know, the coaching that I do and the teens are aware of is that parents are going to be involved. You know, they're going to get like a weekly progress note on what we're working on. They can contact me whenever we're going to talk about things because we want everyone on the same page. We want us all working as a team. And so it's not that I'm divulging like any secrets that come up in coaching, but it's more that we're going to make sure, you know, you don't exist in a vacuum. We need parents to buy in. We need parents to be supportive and working on the same things that you're working on so we can all lift you up. I like the idea of the parents and the teens collaborating together in different ways with you in order to elevate the entire family, because I think that's a mistake that a lot of families make is they point a finger at one person being like, and typically it might be a teenager, right? Like, why is this happening to you? And, and really the solution typically tends to be a, a holistic answer with everybody having a little bit of part involved. And so to, to do that with you, it just sounds like that's a win-win. I'm really excited to hear you're doing that. Yes. And you're right. It is more of a holistic approach because it's not that like, oh, the parenting style is awful or your teen is awful. It's just like, no, we all need to create a little bit of change. And then those small little changes, that's what adds up to the the huge, huge change. Now you've worked with a lot of teens over the years. So from your experience, what's the best thing a parent can do for their teen so that they can reach their best, most awesome potential? You know, the biggest thing is for a parent to not slam the door on communication. You know, what often happens is a teen shares some information and it could be something small. It could be something about a friend, something they saw on the TV or on Netflix and their parent, you know, smirks or makes a comment about like, I can't believe they did that. Or, oh my gosh, that was so stupid. And then immediately the door is slammed and the teen has just learned, oh, I can never talk to mom about, you know, doing poorly on a test, or I can never talk to dad about a crush because they just learned that that door is closed. So for parents of teens, it's, it's tricky, you know, it's having um, a poker face and not really showing a lot of reaction It's also, you know, making sure that you're leaving that door open. So when they do share information that you're allowing them to, you know, you're just making comments of like, "Mm -hmm," or, oh, wow, that's really interesting. Or, or how did you feel about that? Or, you know, what did your friends say about that? But asking questions where you're getting curious. And so you're not being judgmental or harsh or critical, and then you're keeping that door to communication open. I see that as like a crucial piece because when that door to communication is open, that means your teen can talk to you about anything that they're going through. And that's what you want. You don't want them going to their friends or going to the internet to figure out how to deal with some problem. You want them going to you. Yes, I could not agree more and very well said. I think that parents do two things really pretty often that I think are mistakes. The first one is a lot of times they tease their child in out of love, you know, because possibly we grew up in a way where our parents may have been a little bit like a teasing environment where teasing was a way of for, of showing love. But when you're a teenager and you are like very, very insecure, just about everything, Uh, that teasing, even though, you know, your parent has 
you know, maybe some good intentions and has a, a well-being for you. It hurts and it stings. And I don't think parents realize um, the repercussions of that. And then the second thing that I think parents make a common mistake with is they talk more than they listen. And unfortunately, that comes out of love too, where your, your, your child's talking to you, they have an issue, they're venting their problem. And all of a sudden, we go into fix it mode as parents, like, oh, gotta fix it, gotta help. They must be telling me because they need my help. When really, you know, sometimes your kid just needs somebody to vent to and they just need somebody to listen to. So it's nice to hear you talk about that. And I just want to point those two that I see parents doing quite often as just a, you know, an error, but it's very easily fixed and just a little tiny shift in your language. And you're going to bring that connection in a little bit better with your teenager. I'll end with, do you have any last little tips of, like that to create that connection with your teen? Um, or even, a like I said, a, a um, mistake that maybe you see with your parents uh, pretty often that you'd like to mention so that we can stop that and elevate our parents up to a new level. Yeah. Um, well, kind of going off of what you were saying um, with when a teen does share, one common mistake I do see is that parents sometimes will share their own experience. So, and I know parents will do it to try and normalize and to say, you know, like, oh, you know, I've been through that too. And so a teen might talk about, you know, maybe a friend group leaving them out or, or doing something um, socially that felt really awkward or awful. And a parent might share their own experience from when they were a teen or a young adult. And then the teen ends up feeling like, oh, th they don't really get me. They don't really understand because they, because part of, again, part of brain development, teens feel like they are the center of the world. Um, they feel like no one understands their experience, that their experience is unique. That's just part of their development. And so when a parent kind of chimes in, now they're feeling like, oh, you really don't get me. My experience is totally different than what you're talking about. And so if parents can try and, you know, shift that as well, that can be really helpful. So I'm going to add to that, like, how do we shift that so that we can say, hey, this has happened to me, but not be quite as, <sighs> I don't know, just like, you know, just getting the wrong point across. We want them to identify with us and, and not do what you were just saying. Yeah. You know, that's a good question. So I think what, what can be really helpful is if parents, you know, first of all, make sure that the, the teen is done sharing that you're not jumping in now to share your own experience. So once they're done, then saying, gosh, you know what? I had a, an experience. It's not identical to yours. And I'm sure it felt completely different, but I had something kind of like that happen to me when I was your age. Do you want to hear it? And so you're giving them the chance to say yes or no, I you know, that. I'm going to have to stop you and be like, oh my gosh, right there. Ding, 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 ding. Listen, parents, you ask if they want to hear your advice. <laughs> That's yes. pivotal. Yes, yes, yes. I'm yes. sorry to interrupt, but no, that, oh. like, it's brilliant. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're asking, you're checking in, but then also you're letting them know this isn't identical, you know, like this is something where it's kind of similar and I can kind of get how you're feeling, but you're also understanding that like their experience is their own and it's very different. And again, it could be your experience could have been the exact same one that they're talking about. It's not that it's just that during teen years, 
everything, you know, you feel like you have a spotlight on you. You feel like your experience is unique and no one else gets you. They grow out of that and it doesn't last forever. But when they're in it, I think sometimes adults, we forget that they're in it and we want to just be relatable. Now you have a lot to offer the impactful parent audience. So if people are listening to this and they're resonating with what you're saying and maybe want to put uh, their teen in your services for help, how would they get a hold of you? Yeah. So you can find me, um, first of all, through my website, which is destinationu.net. And that's uh, Y-O-U. So destinationu.net. You can also um, follow me on Instagram. I'm at Dr. Melanie McNally. Um, you can always DM me over there. But um, yeah, really those two things are a big, or you can even email me um, at connect at destinationu.net. And so you can always email for support. If you go to my website, I do have a free guide for parents um, to help improve communication. So you can always download that too. And you do have a freebie for the audience for today. Is that the same freebie or is that different? Um, actually, yes, that is the same one, the communication guide. Yeah, we'll put it inside the Impactful Parent app so that it sits right next to this video. So if you're listening and you would like to get it, you can either go to her website or you can go to the Impactful Parent app, download the app. It'll be right there next to it. Um, tell us a little bit about what we're going to find on that freebie. So it's going to have some practical tips to improve communication with your teen that you can put into effect immediately. So just some things that, you know, we've talked about where you notice that parents tend to um, maybe lack a little bit, or maybe it's a little bit harder just to kind of remind you of some things to do. And again, they're, they're super easy things that you can just implement starting today. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. I hope that you get a lot of parents reaching out to you because I know that you're fantastic and I want everybody else to know it too so that we can help more teenagers reach their full potential. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun. I hope today's episode brought value to your day. And if you would like to become a more impactful parent, download the Impactful Parent app. The Impactful Parent app is free to download and full of episodes like this one that's going to help you in your parenting journey. So carry help and tips and parenting resources right in your pocket so that you can refer to it when you need it most. Plus, when you download the Impactful Parent app, you are also joining a community of like-minded parents that also want to be the best parent they can for their child. So download the app for free and discover new techniques for making your parenting more effective and get resources that you need so that you can be more intentional in your parenting. All of this and so much more can be right in your pocket. So download the app today. Go to your app store, whether you have an Android or an Apple phone, it doesn't matter. Search Impactful Parent and I'll be there. Or you can go to theimpactfulparent.com so that you can learn how to step up your parenting game and become a more impactful parent. But until next time, you got this. I'm just here to help. Thank you for listening today. Remember to subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. And don't forget, the Impactful Parenting Podcast is an extension of the Impactful Parent community. Go to the Impactful Parent website and download the free Impactful Parent app so you don't miss a parenting tip that can help you and your family. Thanks for listening today. So go to theimpactfulparent.com and see you next episode.